The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. Sandy Forster is the money mindset mentor for women worldwide who are ready to experience more abundance and freedom in their life. Sandy went from welfare to millionaire, has been called Oprah's Aussie secret and loves inspiring and empowering women to break through their blocks, manifest more money and create a life they're truly passionate about. Her award-winning international bestseller, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, has been translated into over 11 languages and she's transformed the lives of hundreds of thousands of women worldwide. Sandy lives in her own tropical paradise near the beach in sunny Australia and has wild kangaroos grazing in her backyard every afternoon. You can connect with Sandy at www.wildlywealthy.com. Hello, Sandy. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited as well. I uh, really enjoyed your book when I read it during our first lockdown in the UK last April. It it really inspired me. I can't remember who recommended it to me, but I'm I'm glad that I got hold of it because (laughs) a series of things happened for me after reading your book. And it's just been one one opportunity after, after another. So thank you. My pleasure, my pleasure. I hear those stories all the time and I love it. It's great, isn't it? Would you like to share with our listeners a bit about your story and what inspired you to write the book? Certainly. Okay, so to put the long story as short as I can, uh, basically I met a boy in high school. I went out with him for about 10 or 11 years. We got married. We had two kids. I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old and we split up. So... Around that time, I was actually designing and manufacturing swimwear, just like a hobby business. So I would sew all winter and then find a vacant store in the summer and sell my swimwear and gymwear. And um, suddenly that hobby business that, you know, just paid for the swimming pool or paid for new furniture or paid to get the, the garden landscaped, you know, just that that sort of pocket money, if you will, suddenly had to become my full-time income. And it was not enough money to be my full-time income, not enough to pay for, you know, housing and electricity and food and car and kids and the whole works. So I found myself um, on welfare. And unfortunately, because I'd been trying to suddenly take this hobby business to a proper business, I ended up $100,000 in debt and on welfare. Mm. And 
I was really, really struggling because what happened was when I split up with my husband, I ended up with probably, I don't know, about $150,000 in sort of property settlement. And so I put some of that money into shares and the shares went, stocks just plummeted. I put uh, money into real estate and I ended up selling that piece of real estate for a loss. I put money into a business and that business went went nowhere. I put money into um, an investment and the investment went kaput. I put money into network marketing and that network marketing company disappeared. So it was like every single thing I did didn't work. Like it, and, and I'm thinking, what's wrong with me? Like everyone else in the world learns these things and from the outside looking in they all seem to have you know it all together why am I struggling am I destined to be sort of broke the rest of my life and it was around that time that I discovered um, personal development and discovered the law of attraction and it was like when was that for you um that was about 1999 so that right. was another network marketing company actually so it was a direct sales company that was selling a personal development product and it was all based on the law of attraction mm. and i just was like oh my gosh because i had heard of positive thinking before and i understood what you you know focused on what you thought about your thoughts and and where you put your your mind really made a difference but this was the first time i heard it from a more kind of woo-woo perspective like there was something more to it than just mm. positive thinking it was actually based on quantum science and it was like oh my gosh so i was like literally mind blown and to me the idea of spending time thinking about your dreams and your goals and focusing on it and visualizing it and affirming it and doing all these fun stuff was so much more um, exciting and resonated with me so much more mm. than going to lectures about investing or you know reading a book about money. It was like ah, so just discovering the law of attraction just literally kind of changed everything for me. And I'm not saying that once I discovered it, everything was like you know it didn't happen like that because mm. you've got to understand that I'd had a lifetime of what I call poverty thinking or poverty consciousness, a lifetime of thinking that there's not enough and you've got to work really hard for money and, you know, all the things that probably I heard growing up that I didn't know consciously but subconsciously that's who I was. In every cell of my being, that's who I was. Mm. Um, and so I, I decided that, okay, I realised that what I was thinking about most of the time, which was, when you're $100,000 in debt and on mm. welfare, you are thinking a lot about money struggles, how you don't have any money, how, how are you going to pay your bills? Oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. What's the future going to be like? Like your whole focus is on all the bad things. And I realised that if I continue to do that, um, I was just going to continue to create and manifest the same thing. And it really came home to me one afternoon when my daughter came home from school and she's just as disorganized as I am. And she said to me, Mom, we've got a school dance in two days. Um, I need a new pair of shorts. Like where we live is super, super casual. So, you know, shorts to a school dance is perfectly okay. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, darling, we, we, I just don't really have the money right now. She said, oh, you know, you never buy me anything. You never, every time I ask for something, you never get me anything. And I couldn't because I was literally $100,000 in debt and on welfare. And she's like, you know, oh, why not? Why can't you just put it on credit card? Now, 
think of me in this moment. Like there's so many emotions just roaring through my being. The fact that I had no money and the embarrassment of that, the frustration of that, like why was I still in the same place? Um, the anger at my daughter for asking me for something that I didn't have, like that really, really got to me. Um, the the sadness of my daughter asking me for something that I couldn't give her. Mm. Um, like so many different emotions. Unfortunately, anger was winning. And she's saying, you know, just put on your credit card. And I couldn't put on my credit card because my credit card was maxed out. My phone was just about to be dis disconnected. And I turned around and sort of screamed. And I can, I can imagine, I think back now to how I looked. And it was literally, you know, smoke coming out my ears, veins bulging on my forehead. Um, spit flying out my mouth and I said don't you understand we're broke we don't have any money and she I've turned had, I've had these hands conversations on so many times with my children as well oh, <laughs> I, I, I know and I was just like full of like this ah and she turns to me and she says well if that's how you're going to talk when you if that's how you're going to talk when you talk about money the universe is never going to make us rich and in that moment, it was like a punch to the stomach. I, I, all these things that I've been saying to her that I thought she'd completely dismissing and wouldn't listen to me and, oh, that's stupid. I realised that she was talking back to me what I told her and mm. it was like, oh, my gosh. So I decided to really put my focus on what I wanted as much as I could all the time, all the time. Instead of focusing on how things were, which were really not good, focus instead on what I wanted, what I wanted to create, how it would be. And I created all these different processes and exercises and things to keep me really focused on abundance. And, you know, absolutely it worked because I went from welfare to millionaire and now my absolute passion is showing other women how they can do the same thing. That's amazing. I noticed some of the incredible women that, you, that, that have been working with you because they've left testimonials on your website and they include Denise Duffield-Thomas and Sarah Prout. And I've been in both of their communities. So I just want to thank you for inspiring women like that who have then, you know, helped us. And it, it, it's just a, a huge domino effect, isn't it, when, you, when you've got lots of people teaching this stuff? It is. It is. It's so amazing because I look back, you know, when I started this whole journey back in 1999, and um, I think that, you know, all the women that I've touched around the world, not just them, but... Some of them have gone on like those women to to then build their own businesses based around the law of attraction and they're changing hundreds of thousands of lives. But not only, you know, the big picture of the lives, but when you think about that person's life and how that life impacts their family and their children mm -hmm. and how that makes a difference. Because I know for me, going from that place of really struggling, having to say no every time we went out, you know, my kids knew not to ask me for an ice cream or a packet of chips or crisps when we went out like they just didn't ask for anything ever because they knew the answer was no to being able to change that and take them on adventures all around the world and you know trek the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu and take them swimming with the dolphins in Hawaii and flying by helicopter over where they filmed Jurassic Park and take my daughter on a shopping trip over we flew all the way to New York and because she loves shopping and I hate it so <laughs> took her shopping over there and 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 it's like the thing that the difference that they've seen and they understand that that's all because I changed the way I thought. So, mm. you know, it, it creates that ripple effect out throughout the world. So, yeah, I feel really blessed to be part of that. And who have been your uh, own personal mentors and inspirations? Um, I think I would have to say initially the person who, who 
had the biggest input into that um, that personal development course that I discovered based on the law of attraction. And don't quote me, but I think his name was Charles Harnell. Now, I can't remember that. I can't even remember the name of the book, to be honest, because mm -hmm. his book was incorporated into this course that I then fell in love with and then that I started marketing. Um, but I'm pretty certain his name was Charles Harnell and like ancient from decades and decades and decades ago. Um, but the modern day influence on me has really been Mark Victor Hansen. So he's the guy that wrote those Chicken Soup for the Soul. Books. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they've sold, I don't know, is it half a billion or a billion? A lot of books now. Mm. Like it's literally just out of this world. So I remember going to an event and seeing him up on stage and he started talking and then he could have got off on a tangent here and he got off on a tangent there and he was like all over the place and then he came back to talking what he was talking about and I was like, and I'm sitting in the audience thinking, oh, my gosh. He's a male version of me. Like, <laughs> I don't have to be this structured, organized, got it all together person. I can just be me and do my thing. And there's people that are going to love me, just like I'm looking at him thinking, oh my God, I love this man. It's amazing. So he's very much been a huge influence on me because I, if I hadn't seen him on stage and seen him be all over the place and seeing him being funny and get lost and you know not what he's doing and then coming back and putting it all together I literally would have thought that I would need to be this very organized structured business type person to be able to create success mm. but he uh, showed me that you can just be whoever you are and create amazing things and that's important isn't it because then, then you start attracting sort of people into your into your circle that that are right for you that love you yeah exactly. for, for years and not. With you. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly because when you're trying to be something else then yeah. you always got to try and be that person and you're only going to you're only, only going to attract people who are attracted to that person who isn't even the real you yeah so i you know in my courses and programs i'm just the real me i share the good the bad the ugly you know i share everything because i believe that if i can make it easier for somebody else to not have to go through the mistakes, the time, the energy, the money that I went through to get to where I am, um, I'm more than happy to share. So, yeah, I, I share it all, and I think that's really important. I'm just me. I share it all. And if, you know, the advice I could give to someone else that was potentially wanting to start their own business or attract an audience or create a community, just be you mm -hmm. and your your song, if you like to call it, your your energy your vibration will go out there and attract the people that are in resonance with you and mm. so you can just continue to be you and people will love you mm. and, and for for quite a long time quite a lot of us that have been a bit woo woo and a bit spiritual have hidden that aspect i know i did because because i didn't yeah <laughs> i, I don't think it was acceptable <laughs> Exactly. Look, honestly, when I first started um, doing what I was doing, I started as a life coach. What happened was I had one of my, my accountant contacted me and said, look, I know you've had experience and success in selling um, direct sales before and talking to people. I'd like to combine and join forces. And I've got lots of clients, but I don't want to talk to them uh, about this particular thing, about there was a, a, a course that she didn't want to talk to them about. But you can talk to them. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll join together. And I didn't want to at first because I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to do something like that. I don't like direct sales. I don't want to get into that again. Having said that, direct sales are like amazing for learning so many things. But 
Um, so anyway, we ended up with joint forces and a couple of months into that, probably six, seven, eight months when everything had turned around and I, I was making you know a lot of money. I remember the, the best month that I made in that particular business was about $40,000 and I'm thinking, wow, you know, I think that what we're doing here is really great, but I think it could be even greater. Mm. And I woke up one morning with this name, Wildly Wealthy Women, in my head. I went online, I registered the domain name, and then I said to her a few months later, like it was literally three or four months later, you know, I've got a great idea. Why don't we take this education, this knowledge that, you know, we're, we're giving to people. And I love the fact that I can bounce my ideas off you because she was a real estate investor and an asset protection expert and a financial planner and an accountant, like all those really boring, practical <laughs> things, <laughs> which is so important. But, um, and I said, and you can teach the practical side of money and I'll come in and teach the mindset. Anyway, we ended up launching that program and it made, you know, close to, I think, $2 million in the first three or four months. Wow. But I could have given all my knowledge and shared my knowledge to people at that time. But just like you, I felt like, oh, law of attraction, like no one's going to want to know about that. No, like they're going to think I'm some woo-woo hippie freaky person so I just I didn't feel confident but doing that with her and launching that program making a few million dollars really made me see and then you know obviously years and years later the secret came out and suddenly the law of attraction became a thing suddenly mm. you know millions if not billions of people around the world were exposed to something that they would never have read about in a million years mm. but a, a movie that was something that that people loved and something that people you know, could easily just stick on the DVD player back in the day and, and just mm. watch it. So, yeah, that really changed everything for um, for me as well because, you know, there's a whole story around what happened there, which I won't go into. But, <laughs> yes, very exciting. <laughs> I know that you yourself have experienced financial struggle, which you just explained a bit about. Do you have any tips that might help any of our listeners who are struggling with their mental health because of their money struggles? Yeah, um, I've been there, done that. Like, honestly, when you're really in debt, debt, I mean, debt's just money, okay? It's just not having enough money. But honestly, it all comes back to survival. And we're wired to, if we don't have enough to survive, you know, back in caveman days, it meant death. So money, unfortunately, is now our thing around survival. So if we don't have enough money, it really can cause a lot of stress, a lot of frustration. I know that I absolutely used to be a crummy mummy. And I, you know, I used to yell at my children because I was so stressed. I was like mm. wired all the time. And I think the number one thing that really helped me, actually, there's two things. They go hand in hand. So one of them is gratitude. So just, you know, even if your life, now think about it for a moment, if you're listening to this podcast, your life is so far beyond so many people's. So one of my mentors, in fact, it was Mark Victor Hansen, once said to me, there are billions of people right now in the world who, if they could exchange places with you for just one day, they would be living a life so far beyond their wildest dreams. It would be a dream come true and so much more. And so I think we tend to forget that. We tend to, you know, maybe compare ourselves to others and think that we're less than or we have less than. And I think we need to just bring it all back and, and really bathe ourselves in gratitude. It's one of the things that I teach 
my students is to try and look for things in every moment to be grateful for. And, you know, I talk about using a gratitude journal and it really, it really comes down to what you focus on is what you create. So if you're doing nothing else, but instead of focusing on how you feel and how bad you feel and maybe the anxiety, just find one thing, one thing to be grateful for. And it may just be that you woke up this morning. You know, it may just be that you actually have a roof over your head. It may just be, you know, that you're able to listen to, the, to this podcast. Like it, just find one thing that you can be grateful for. And when you kind of shift your energy there, then you find that if you're, you know, throughout the day looking for things to be grateful for, you'll find more and more things to be grateful for and that can shift. So that's one thing. The other thing that really can make a huge difference is meditation. Now, meditation, they've, they've done studies and they've actually found um, in hospitals, they did a lot of huge big studies and obviously Deepak Chopra has done huge studies in universities and hospitals around the world. Um, that meditation just has the ability. A lot of people think it's for um, relaxation, but honestly, the, the, the what can I say, the gems of meditation, mm. the gifts that it gives you goes way beyond just relaxation. It's almost like a defrag for your brain. So it's like, you know, you've got a computer and it's going slow and it's jumping and things aren't good and it's just a mess and it's like, ah, you defrag your computer and everything just runs smoothly. Well, meditation can actually do that for you. And I don't mean sitting around for an hour going, oh. <laughs> it's like, it, it's literally, that's the first thing I do when I get up. Wake up, quick trip to the blue, back into my um, bed, sit there, and I meditate for 11 minutes. I have my timer set for 11 minutes. So meditation just allows you the whole idea is to empty the, the mind and honestly when you first start meditation <laughs> there's no emptying of the mind okay. just sitting there with your eyes closed <laughs> thinking the whole time <laughs> and it's like oh whoops try not to think and then you're thinking that you're not thinking and then you're thinking how you're thinking you're not thinking and, and then you think you're doing it wrong but you're not really because it's all a process, exactly it? it's <laughs> like it, it yeah it's like exercise there's absolutely as long as you're doing something then you're doing it right okay mm. so so meditation is huge and it helps on so many levels. And I always, uh, I actually teach my, my students that meditation is actually, you know, once you get beyond that stage where if you are anxious or you are depressed or, you know, life is really hard, once you get past that, meditation is actually, uh, I, I believe, allows you to put your manifesting on steroids. I believe meditation yeah. Um, yeah, totally. It really helps with your manifesting in a huge way because um, I won't go into it. It's a whole big thing around it. But yes, yeah. so meditation, definitely from a health perspective, from a mental health perspective, but also from a, you know, having a great life and being able to manifest perspective, I highly recommend it. And meditation's a really powerful way to get in tune with your intuition as well, isn't it? And because really, of the lockdown yeah. over the, the 2020, I... Uh, I slowed down a lot and I took my meditation practice to an even deeper level and I was doing two hour meditations and there was one day I came out of a meditation and I'd penned a song lyrics and melody straight out of meditation it just flowed straight through me so it's a really great tool when you really really know it's how to use it isn't it it's an amazing tool it can just it just honestly it just I can't even begin to explain how amazing it is and I think um 
more and more people obviously around the world are really understanding it and, and a lot of people rather than calling it meditation some are calling it mindfulness mm. um, but it, it really can make a huge difference and it's really just a matter of you know sitting there closing your eyes and just trying not to think not so much trying not to think but if thoughts come through let them come through and let them just go and over time you'll you'll get to a point where there is that that sort of sweet bliss point where you're not actually thinking anything and your mind is totally just empty and it can make a huge difference, huge difference in so many aspects of your life. And then it's great. They're both great tools to use to check out of all of the nonsense that's going on in the world at the moment, aren't they? I, Absolutely. I, I've just been, and that's another thing. Yeah. The other thing, may I say, sorry to interrupt, but don't go on social media and read all the crap that's going on. Don't listen to the radio and don't watch the TV. I don't even have a TV that's plugged in like I have the screen and mm. I can watch DVDs but that's it I'm not connected to the outside world because it's like if you want to spend all your time focusing on all the crap that's going on in the world mm. you're just going to create that in your life you're going to create crap in your life whereas when you focus, like think of all the hours that people read um, stupid trashy magazines and mm. and watch TV and listen to I don't even know if people listen to the radio anymore I don't even know if it's on <laughs> so but all the time that they spend doing those things that are diving into other people's lives and other messes in the world when you could be just spending that time thinking about your goals and your future and what you want to create and how it's going to be and how you're going to feel and and you know like literally what when you've got that choice mm. why do you go for the the rubbish when you mm. can feed your mind with things that are going to help you to create a life, um, a lifestyle, a life, um, and and a body, mind, spirit that you truly love. And remember that you have a choice. You do have a choice. You have a choice. Exactly. <laughs> and um, apart from your amazing books, are there any other books that you'd recommend for anyone struggling with limiting beliefs that hold them back? Um, gosh, I have read so many books. I wouldn't even know where to start. But I have to say one thing. I was on Clubhouse yesterday mm. listening to someone amazing, Jim Quick. And oh, I love he him. talked about his book, Limitless. Mm. And I haven't read it, so I've just ordered it. I haven't read it yet. But listening to him talk about the brain and talk about, like, all the different things to do with the brain, I thought that because I'm... I'm, yes, I'm very woo-woo and out there and law of attraction and mm. quantum physics and all that sort of thing, but I'm also very scientific. Like, give me the facts. Give me the, yeah. the let me know how it, things really work in the real world so that all the things that I do in the metaphysical make more sense and yeah. I completely understand it. Because I always say when you, when you um, combine the practical with the metaphysical, that's where the magic happens. Mm. Like, that's really where the magic happens. So I, I, I would actually recommend his book because listening to him talk about the brain mm. and what you can do, I think, um, yeah, very, very powerful. And he's on my radar because I've had, um, I've got fibromyalgia, so I've had a lot of memory issues. So he's, he's on my radar to go to and check out next anyway. So thank you for the reminder. My pleasure. And <laughs> let me just say that, you know, when someone's in chronic pain, it it can be a little bit more challenging and the reason mm. i say that was because a couple of years ago out of the blue i got this pain that was like beyond intense like it was it was like being a bear trapped in a bear trap 
like that intense pain, but 24 hours a day, never went away. Ended up going to the doctors. I was in one of those coffin things to try and find out what it was. It was like nothing would make it go away. The only thing that took the edge off, never took the pain away, took the edge off. I was on really high-dose opiates, and I had to keep my head like that the whole time. Like I walked like that, I drove like that. It was like like it was just it was unbelievable. I've never had that in my life. They could never figure out what caused it, and they couldn't obviously then fix it. And it would be I'd have it for three months, it'd be gone for a week. It'd come back for two months, it'd be gone for three weeks. It'd come back for six months, and I had it for the span of about a year and a half. And I have never um, experienced anything so horrific in my life. But during that time, I couldn't meditate. I couldn't um, do anything that involved, you know, thinking because I couldn't think because I was consumed with pain. So I know how challenging it can be for someone that has some sort of chronic pain and for me to say, oh, focus on what you want and, you know, say your affirmations and do this and do that. It can seem like, well, okay, yeah, but how does that happen when I can't, like, my whole system is completely wired. But you can um, get that so because I, I've been disabled yeah. for four years now. And at, at the beginning, I was really stuck in victim mode. I'd lost my job and all sorts of things. And uh, and then I tried all the meds, all the meds that didn't work, but made me worse, affected my memory and my speech. And mm -hmm. all cut my sleep. I didn't sleep for about three years at night. I was in and out of bed all the time. So for me, once I stopped the meds, then I could, because I had been meditating before that, but I, you know, I did struggle when I was on meds. But afterwards, that was that was my go-to then back to doing it the natural way, because I was studying a degree at the time as well, and I knew I was going to fail the exam the way my memory had been impacted. Mm. And it was like yeah. the only choice. I've got to do this the natural way. And so meditation and um, all of the all of the lovely stuff have been my go to to deal with it. And I'm I'm, yeah. I'm much happier now. And I can and I I do like sometimes as well that the pain is it's a warning sign for me. It's telling me to slow down or it's telling me I need to pay attention to something. Whereas before, I was just trying to I was ignoring it to keep on going, to keep getting myself going to work and you know keep yeah. do, being able to do all the things so you're right it, it's a warning sign it's yeah there's you know, those I, things I, that need i can to look back now and see the same to. thing yeah exactly you, you ignore things and you keep going and you go 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 but i think um, particularly as women we're not built to go 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 no. we are built to attract and there's nothing wrong with taking action i definitely you know tell everyone you're not going to manifest if you just sit around and mm. meditate things <laughs> yeah. aren't going to drop into your lap you have to combine that with the action but when you're taking all the action and you're not spending time just becoming this like attractive beacon and attracting things to yourself by doing all these metaphysical processes then you will burn yourself out and mm. you'll get you know as you say you'll get these warning signs and if you don't take heed to those warning signs mm. then things can get worse so yeah i definitely know where you're coming from there and finally, Sandy, where can our listeners find you? The best place to find me would be at wildlywealthy.com. However, if your listeners, I put together this um, manifesting bundle. Oh, wow. So if your listeners are interested in a guided visualization, um, some affirmations, um, they go to 
wildlywealthyfree.com and I'll be able to download that special pack there. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming in today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I really appreciate it. I love love, um, supporting other women who are out there making a difference in the world. So thank you. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I hope that you've heard something today that makes your life a little lighter. Our aim is to share love, light and wisdom and to raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think they would benefit from listening to it. For a free EFT guide or to join my Alignment Seekers free Facebook group or to work with me one-to-one, Find more information at Soulful Valley on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And you can email me at soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com. Bye for now. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.